I don't like singlet Christian. I don't hey, like I'm glad. Way. Like that's one of the first things I also said. The first note I took on this is I forgot Christian wore that terrible attire. Fuck yeah, me. I mean, like maybe it looked better in a better color, like besides no. red, but nope. it's still no, it's bad. Terrible, it not, not good. good. It's bad. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, did the Un-Americans never have their own theme song? Did they always just come out separate? Or is this post-Un-Americans already? I, or what's going yeah, I on? Don't, like, I don't, I'm not sure. Because yeah, Jericho's back with Christian and they're champions. But Jericho's never in that group. So like maybe when Taker beat them up last time, that like America Taker just ruined. They're like, we can't do this anymore. We're out. Yeah, maybe Regal's involvement. Maybe maybe the Canadians have you know they 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 declared independence from from the British Crown in like nineteen something pretty early nineteen hundreds there. So uh, I do know, like maybe... that we're like in back to back shows years apart that just both happen to feature Canadian based heel teams. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I think Vince never let that shit go. He was like, it was over, pal. You were there. Yes, Canadian it was Stampede. over once. Yeah, that one time. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we're watching a show where the entire show isn't just like, we don't know how he died. It might have been an overdose. Like, that was just uh, fucking... Here's uh, some midgets, pal. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, I love it. Ah! Uh, so we did, however, have to still listen to Jerry being shit. Was it just me, or did, can you agree the commentary on this show was pretty obnoxious? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, JR almost feels like he's trying to reel it in, but when he's trying to reel it in, he comes across heelish, so it sounds Yeah, I, I noticed that. There's a couple nice little one-liners where I'm just like, is he a heel? Is Dr. Death coming back? What are we doing here? <laughs> um, but Taz is also, yeah, he's just... Well, he's so Taz, I feel like Taz isn't on point because I guarantee you what happened is, at this point, Vince probably told him, you need to be just like Jerry Lawler for SmackDown. So now he's got to be horny Taz and he's not good at horny Taz. Yeah, no, he's yeah. You seeing this? You seeing this Cole? I, 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 I'd eat her ass. Oh, sh I can't say that shit on, on fucking take. He's like this on AEW though. So I think maybe <laughs> something weird. I don't know if this is more or less Taz, but it's definitely Taz. Maybe, maybe he was trying to be super professional and just call moves. And like every now and again, he has a little bit too much in the back comes out. He's like feeling good. Look at yeah. Diddy's fucking ass. Yeah. Because every time Ruby Soho comes out in AEW, I, he was singing her song and it's atrocious. It's like, I don't <laughs> think he realizes that his audio is louder than the arena's <laughs> audio to everybody right. at home. So right. he's still like, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. And I'm like, dude, are you Captain Lou Albano right now? What the fuck yes. are you doing? Taz, please wheel it back. Captain Taz Albano. That's that's <laughs> happening in our EWR. Just, it's exactly like he is now. He just has a beard. And a rubber band. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, no, the biggest takeaway from the beginning of this show is definitely Christian shouldn't wear that attire anymore. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, because sure. last show he was wearing just what? Nor his old one, right? The, yeah, the he's shirt wearing like, like the fishnet shirt and his tights. And yeah, then and here, suddenly he's, he's like here. And then I know he goes back pretty quickly to just pants. It's probably because somebody's like, yo, no, don't do well, that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't remember when it is that does he cut his hair when he does the turn to Captain Charisma or is it like a little bit before? I can't really remember. I don't remember because Christian's not really that memorable. <laughs> no, he's not. Honestly. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah i mean he's great but yeah the captain charisma thing he's not really it's like it's like jeff hardy calling himself the charismatic enigma charismatic well, black hole yeah. and then and then christian's like captain he's there <laughs> captain well, christian. christian is the the funny thing for me uh is that he's like well i remember his one 
solo main event run in WWE, but not because of him, but because he had like a group with Tyson Tomko. Yeah. Who was well, like, and, a then, and then I remember when he won the title, that wasn't even because he won it. It's because Edge retired. So it was like a feel good thing. And Edge helped yeah. him win anyway. Like, well, that's, I mean, they do that all the time. Like, do you yeah. think Ray would have ever won the world title had Eddie not died? I don't know. They Probably would've. not. No. Yeah. I mean, like originally, like now you could put the world title on him at any time because he got to that point. But yeah. I don't think he would have gotten that rub. Had no, I think he, he I think he would have been in a match here and there for the title. But I don't yeah. think he would have ever. Yeah, it would have always been it. like that Jeff Hardy ladder match. It would have been an underdog match, which yeah. honestly is a hell of a story. I would have loved to see yeah. more of those with Ray, but we didn't really get that. We got here. Your friend died. Have the belt. Yeah. Sorry, we did that. Sorry, your son's really your son. We'll give him a job someday. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah speaking of is... uh, foul angles, by the way, this is No Mercy 02, and this is the uh, the culmination of the Katie Vick storyline, basically. Oh, my, dude, like, that whole match, Not so we'll get to it, but not only is that whole match already garbage, the fact that every other word out of Jerry Lawler's mouth is murderer, yes, semen, Katie Vick. It's just... Yeah, it's that. No, that that match should should be scrubbed from his. I don't know. It's, we'll get to it. It was a bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this match was was not great either, but well, uh, the crowd I, I, also so, loves Booker T. Uh, should well, say. That, so I mentioned a couple times in here, actually, like I don't remember, like maybe I wasn't paying enough attention at the time because Booker wasn't like, you know, a big star. And, I, you know, I was, you know, as wrestling fans at our age at that time, we were in it for the main events and you know the big yeah, names. For sure. We like some of the under popping we... for entrances like you'd, you'd pop for entrances instead of matches. If it yeah. was a guy you liked, you but know? no, fuck Booker T is really <laughs> fucking smooth in the ring. He is so good. Yep. Like, yeah, he's every, he's... every, every match I've seen so far this year. I'm just like, fuck, he was like under because he didn't get, oh, you know, he didn't get over big until King Booker. And he was already like 40 at that point, I think. So, like, yeah, there's a spot in this match. You've read Jericho's book. So maybe there's insight to that because I don't know. Was this rope spot supposed to happen? Uh, no, that that was not an intentional rope breakage. They okay. kind of had to they 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 had to wing that. So okay, yeah, Jericho. So in the, in the match, Jericho goes for the triangle drop kick, which is where he hits the second rope, spins over, and hits the guy. And yeah. uh, when he when he launched the uh, second rope, uh, snapped, mm-hmm. and uh, Jericho fell on his head. Didn't yep. look great. Luckily, he didn't you know get concussed. Uh, yeah, this is literally the second time we've seen him Hayabusa. Yeah, you know, well, this one we wasn't ne- this one was not nearly as bad. This one was more of like a face plant, not like a neck. Thing, yeah, but yeah, which yeah, no, by that the way, was... that's coming up pretty soon on our schedule. The uh, Halloween oh, Havoc watch along so we can all watch him get Hayabusa together here on Talking Smart. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we even got to the rope snap part, uh, referee immediately starting off the show, pissing me off. Fucking... <laughs> So Goldust sets Christian up for the Shattered Dreams. For those of you that don't know what the Shattered Dreams is, you spread their dick and balls open and you kick him in the dick and balls. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. Not legal. Uh, highly illegal move in wrestling. Ball kicks are typically frowned upon unless you're WCW, in which case you, there are no rules. Do whatever you want yeah. sometimes. But yeah, so the ref sees him doing this and he's like, hey, don't do that, man. And then he turns around to deal with Jericho, who's just on the ground. He's like, Oh, Jericho, you're in the ring. You're not. Go away. <laughs> Meanwhile, Goldust then kicks the other dude in the balls. And then the ref turns around. He's like, oh, I don't know what could have happened here. Like, just do we. Why? Yep. Why? Why? <laughs> like, but, you think no. you, you think in the back you would know, like, you're like, hey, we're going to do this spot. I'll tell you when I'm going to do it. And at that point, 
don't stare at us while I'm doing the spot. But no. I like the way that Meltzer writes this uh, in his review of the match. He, he says, Goldust did the shattered dreams on Christian behind the ref's back, but he made a remarkable recovery. After a drop toe hold on Jericho, he took a, he took a bump ending with his mouth in Christian's sore crotch. Yes, that did happen. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's when the triangle hit that, that the, yeah. he tried to hit it, broke the rope, that kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. It, they got a little janky there because you could tell that there were some spots they had planned that they couldn't do correctly. Yeah. Robinson was in bad positioning. Like Christian was supposed to put Jericho's foot on the rope to break up a fall and he was late doing it. And Robinson just kind of like stopped his two count and stared over until he did it so he could go Oh, only two foot on the rope. <laughs> and it, so it was very janky after that and a uh, cool yeah. improv at the end though by jericho so he hit the the running face buster and you could tell he's like lion salt and then he went oh fuck my rope's gone son of a bitch and so he had to just you know improv into a just standard moonsault which i don't know that i've ever seen him do just a normal top rope moonsault yeah like, me neither but so I mean, he, he nailed it and it looked good it wasn't like a botchy one or he i think he just i feel like he didn't he as he did the face crusher he just went oh fuck because you could tell he went to like start the run. He's like, Sh- shit. Yep. Uh, and then he like went to climb the rope. He's like, I I can't jump up there. I'm not a, I'm not that young no more. So he like <laughs> awkwardly like climbs up. I mean, but he hits it. So well done on him to do that. Especially like you know you don't just bust out a moon salt out of nowhere. You most people can't just bust out a moon salt. You know. Yep. So um, yeah. You know. Jericho Christian win. It was a little, it was janky because of the rope breaking. And then I don't know for, so the main purpose of this was supposed to be that Jericho and Booker T hate each other right now. That's the main takeaway yeah. from all this, which yes. makes me wonder why the fuck Booker T just fucked off and like threw Christian into the crowd and chased after him. Like you'd think he would be not care about Christian because yeah. it, Jericho, but that's, I don't know. It was, it was a little, the booking was a little weird. The mm-hmm. match was fine. Um, other than the thing breaking, like if, if I gave it a five out of 10, probably would have been a six if they didn't have to, you know, improv and have the, the rope snap, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't bad. It was an ex- acceptable opening match. Didn't go too long. Booker yeah. T definitely over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho still hated Christian and Goldust are just kind of there. So. Yeah. You can gauge their reactions individually because nobody enters together and Booker T definitely gets the biggest pop out of all four competitors. For sure. With the crowd. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, I'm, I wonder though, if the, if the rope didn't break that this match wouldn't have gone too long. It's, it's pretty nice where it sits just under nine minutes. Yeah. Um, not a bad opener considering some of the crazy bullshit we've had to watch this year. Yep. Um, but yeah, Meltzer gave it two and three quarter stars. It did, okay, you know, so. Yeah, he said Jericho deserves a lot of credit for totally keeping his cool when the rope broke and when the match nearly fell apart. So. Yeah, can you imagine if that had been Michaels when that happened? Fuck it. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Fucking 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 stop the fucking match. <laughs> okay, Sean, calm down. I think he lost his smile. Send somebody down there. Um uh, so the yeah. next part is the highlight of the entire event. Uh Funaki. <laughs> Smackdown number one announcer. Oh, yeah. He's backstage uh, with his hair tied back, but his bangs down. Great look. Classic. Um, now, so I, I feel differently. I feel like Funaki was the highlight of this. But the fact that it reminded me that this whole horrible storyline was a thing made me sad. <laughs> yeah, but Funaki, I don't think ever did interviews that weren't with the horrible storyline undercard. No. So. Well, yeah, you got no, it's so, kind of part of the whole Yeah, thing. so for those of you that don't remember or blocked it from your memory, I don't know which I did. I'm going to go with both. 
Uh, there was a storyline where Tori Wilson and Don Marie hated each other because Don Marie was fucking Tori's 79-year-old father. Yeah, yeah. But he said he never fucked it. And that's where I draw the line. We do not need you to pull out the I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Like In it, 2002, it's four not, years after yeah, he dropped the yeah, line, right? It is, like, yeah, it's no longer. It, it's, it's not new enough to be relevant. It's years. not old enough to be ironic yet. It's just it's in that gray area of just stop. Yeah, no. And well, also, yeah. so I'm wondering. I but they were in Arkansas, I guess. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the governor of Arkansas. Yeah. But it's still fucking stupid. But, so I was wondering, um, like, obviously they had to fix the rope. And they, when they cut back to this, they're just getting it done. So I'm yeah. wondering if they, like, stretched this. Because they showed every single awkward fucking thing. And then he had one question to ask him, which I yeah. loved. Like, because it went on so long. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, that's why I thought this was great. Because he's like, here, first... We have and like that he just yells like that. Yeah, I just the whole time and and Wilson says nothing. He just keeps nodding. He just like, nods. Yeah, I ooh, I uh, and then the, the the end zinger. There's a zinger in there where he's in the shower with her and que- one question: Why you wear clothes in shower? <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes, oh, "I didn't, I didn't fuck her." You're like, okay, yeah. But I mean, and he the, was wearing clothes in the shower. It'd was, be very difficult and, uh, to... and then Funaki with the end zinger. We have learned he does not speak English well. <laughs> Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> so no, Funaki's great. I love him. the The segment itself, I wish it wasn't a thing, and I wish the next match didn't happen after it because, it, no, <laughs> don't need yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the next match is only four uh, four minutes and forty it seconds. Felt so. like a twenty minute fucking slog. <laughs> Meltzer wrote worse than indie level, and I've seen people in their first matches better than this. Yes. So. The only thing of note I put in here was I wrote har har har. Look, it's funny they're rolling over the referee. Har har. Yeah, Everyone's I had laughing. no idea what that was for. Other than for Taz to be like, I wish I was that guy. Yeah, and, and again, it's the, you know it's funny, but it's not like you know it's funny because it's unique. Oh wait, no, it's in every other fucking divas match. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I also don't really recognize this referee. He he was very. He was he just was, happy and horny, and uh, he, he's just happy to be there. Yeah, and um, fucking and to, so Tori so. Is Tori Wilson's finisher a swinging neckbreaker, or did they just do that because neither of them know how to work, period? Well, that's Meltzer wrote Wilson one with a messed up neckbreaker, so I might actually have to go with him on this one. I usually don't like to side with Dave, but I was wondering the same thing. I was like, I don't think it was supposed to be swinging. I think she just swung. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I I, it was either way. It looked terrible. And again, almost every wrestler, I can tell you what a signature or finisher is. Wilson, Don Marie, no clue because they shouldn't be in the ring wrestling. They should just be in bikinis. That's their talent. Well, no know. offense, but not. Nah. Yeah, Meltzer, you know, continued to say this had no point at all being on the show as oh. nobody cared about seeing these two wrestle. Negative one and a half stars. Well, so here's the pro. Okay, so I gave it a point five because st- I'm still reserving the illustrious zero. Or no, I gave zero to Triple H Ultimate Warrior, didn't I? Um, you might have. I think I did. Have. So this is a point five. At least it wasn't that. But uh, so my question is like, why? Like this could have been two matches later, and then you could have had a bathroom break for this match, and then Triple H Kane good tag team match, and then Trish Victoria second break into the main event. I feel like putting this on this early doesn't really. It, yeah, it just doesn't makes no sense they honestly might have 
they uh, might have put this match on to make sure that they didn't immediately do a match with the um, where the ropes would be taken a beating. Because oh, you matter. know what? True. Yeah, they're like, hey, you guys go out there, make sure it's good before RVD dies. Yeah. Uh, speaking of RVD, he's in the back, and this might be the strangest. <laughs> promo i've ever seen so this goes back to what we were just talking about where rvd can promo and it's good it doesn't always work but here it did and the first half is weird and then the second half is like oh he's that stoned i love it yes he is (laughs) the fucking yeah the first part he's just talking and being sometimes i fly on planes i i don't i don't i don't take limousines and i don't steal kisses because that's rape and rape is wrong but (laughs) i don't like helicopters yeah (laughs) But uh, yeah, then he actually just goes into Ric Flair. He beca- he becomes Rob Van Flair. Yeah, <laughs> the yin, the yang, and you can tell Coach is trying not to fucking lose his shit. Oh yeah, I love it. He's like shit. What Rock's the fuck's not happening? here? I still He's like, holy shit! Breath. I didn't I didn't know he had enough time to get that high. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. See. I guess the crowd was quiet for this one because nobody was uh, into Flair being a heel yet, but I was because I was not into Flair being a face or the face Flair matches. So this is already a much better match than the last two Flair matches we watched Mm -hmm. just because Flair is working Flair. Yes. Um, I hate his fucking fake theme song. Yeah, that's the thing I said. Nope, wrong music. Still hate it. Not fit. Unlike Trish's, we get a real song tonight. Yeah. um, also, by the way, for everyone, uh, you can tell that Ric Flair is a heel again because he's in black, and that means you're a bad guy. Yes. Although I do love the black and silver robe. That's that's one of black my great. favorite robes. Like I know everyone likes the classic, you know, red and gold, blue and white, but black and silver is a I, I, a big fan of that. Well, one. the black butterfly robe from like '92 that disappeared forever is also a highly sought after one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, is that, that was still missing, right? Or is that been found? they found it? WWE and Conrad co-own it now, I believe. Oh, okay. Of course, Conrad would fucking be. No, well, yeah, I think he went half season with them on the price of it because it was yeah. pretty high. But, um, but yeah, uh, Jr. insists on calling moves that aren't the Rolling Thunder the Rolling Thunder. <laughs> I don't know why it's so complicated. It's a very if he does a cartwheel and a backflip, not a Rolling Thunder. <laughs> if he does a rolling roll forward and then a flippy, that that would be a flipping senton, Rolling Thunder. Yeah. So I, but every show, he's like, that's Rolling Thunder. Nope. And then yeah, the referee no. here, Ric Flair's doing heel things, and you audibly hear Nick Patrick. I think it was Nick Patrick in this match. Yes, it was. Knock um, it off, Ric Flair. Like, <laughs> it, it's nice to know that he calls him by his full like, Knock it off, yeah. Rick, or stop it, Flair. No, knock it off, Ric Flair, you. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, the nature boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> you got to stop this now. <laughs> So that oh, yeah, was I, love and that. Then, uh, I was like, I wonder if they get to pick their own referees or if if it's just by chance that Jericho and Booker T work a match with Robinson and Flair works a match with Patrick because it just seems like it would be yeah, ju- yeah WCW choice, you know, like here, yeah. here's guys we know you're comfortable yeah. with. Go, um, go have it. I, I didn't take a lot of notes on the match. Um, I've got a few commentary gems. Uh, he, he's won hundreds, maybe thousands of matches with the figure four. JR, that is not true. He's won maybe three ever with the figure four. Uh, that never, that does not win matches. Yes. It is It is a spot in the match. Uh, technically, Ric Flair does not have a finishing maneuver unless it is low blow and schoolboy. I noticed something in 1.5x speed. By the way, Peacock TV speeder, great Chrome oh, extension if you need to uh, watch. Maybe the best Chrome extension, possibly. Um, but RVD's selling in 1.5x speed 
it's like it, it looks three stooges esque <laughs> like he, he just looks slapsticky which in normal mm. speed he does not but in like one and a half times speed he's like whoa oh. like his dizziness and his falling i'm just like right. it doesn't look real it's really weird <laughs> uh gem of a commentary line king do you think pregnant women are attractive jr in a like deeply just upset what in the hell does that have to do with anything Thank you, JR. Clearly, yeah. Lawler is getting to him early tonight. <laughs> JR is very annoyed. Uh, we got a, I'd say a 9 out of 10 figure 4 here. Very good figure 4. And that's probably because RVD can actually bend his legs to take the maneuver. Um, yeah. Then we get an actual Rolling Thunder, which he also calls the Rolling Thunder. He doesn't... <laughs> so he knows at least one of these rolling moves is a Rolling Thunder. Yeah, one of, one of his flipping moves is some sort of Rolling Thunder-esque maneuver, and uh, weirdly though, RVD just hits a five star and wins clean. No, nothing, no shenanigans, just no triple H to save the nope, day. Clean win for RVD. And, uh, I gave that one a six out of 10. Yeah. Meltzer yeah. gave it two stars. Yeah, um, okay. He, I thought it was, he, it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was Flair's best match we've seen recently. He literally just, just said that nobody wanted to boo Flair. Nobody wanted to boo Van Damme. So it felt cold. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of get it. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I just wrote it was, a, you know, it was pretty solid. A styles clash just because, you know, they work differently. But I give it to Flair. He he didn't like like when Triple H and RVD work together. The Triple H still wrestles his match and doesn't like the uh, RVD didn't do his most of his offense for most of his match. Exactly. In yeah. this match, Flair's like Flair. The first thing Flair did was took the uh, fucking apron spinning. I don't know. Leg droppy thing. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. Uh, he didn't go to the outside, but yeah, he's taken the big bumps. And... Yeah, so I don't know. I, I appreciate it. I thought it was good. Uh, and it wasn't long, so it wasn't, you know, any longer would have been too much. I felt like it was fine. It was actually a little shorter than the uh, opening match with the broken rope. And I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Um, but next up, we have some extreme male Tony. Um, big Show thinks he should be higher up on the oh, card. God, yeah. Big Show thinks he should be higher up on the card. And uh this is we know this is setting up for possibly the the worst decision they could do and that's to take the belt off of your hottest fucking superstar to put it on the goddamn big show yeah but actually <laughs> i kind of do remember this feud and i remember oh, lesnar's uh or, or Heyman switching so that was what i think doomed it was lesnar can't talk on no. his own and they took his mouthpiece away like now he can't now i feel like lesnar is fine he can dandle it but yeah, yeah but back here he's young and he's awkward and he's yeah, I remember their ambulance match, though. Like, yes. I remember the match. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I think I'm guessing the only reason they did this is because, like, at this point, Lesnar was the heel, but he was get he got cheered over the rock. Right. So, like, I, yeah. they want to cheer Lesnar. So I think they just went with, well, how can we just we just leave? We'll just have who who do they hate? They're like, oh, yeah, the big show. Everyone hates that guy. Yeah. Fucking big show. Perfect. Meltzer wrote, Big Show was seen having a heart-to-heart -heart with Stephanie. No good can come of this. Eric Bischoff came out and got mad about him talking to the enemy. He ended up throttling Eric and complained that he should be a main eventer. That means they're going to make another two-week effort as pushing the guy, and after 1,000 failures, you'd think they'd just find someone who has the desire and push them. Or it means Show is moving to SmackDown, as he's been, <clears throat> as he's been talked about for about two months. Yep. No good can come out of that either. Yep, accurate. Just if Big Show's involved at this time, bad. <laughs> not, yeah. not, not good. But next up, we have uh, 
Well, it, at first it made me uncomfortable because it was just redacted screaming backstage, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. And I was like, I don't know if I like. Yeah, like, is this like a nightmare? Oh, this is like <laughs> this is what was going on in his head before he did the horrible thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, this was bothering me for a second, but then I realized that. But then it got had, funny. Then it, it got, got pretty Eddie. funny. You got Eddie. Eddie, so. <laughs> Eddie what is what's going on, man. <laughs> You know that's not travel, man. That's a little girl. That's not Chavito. Uh, yeah, so uh story of this is, I guess, I, I think, like, they, uh, Angle and Benoit beat them up a couple weeks ago, like, in a similar manner. Mm-hmm. Or they beat them up. I don't know. Something happened. And so Eddie thinks he's being tricked, and he's going to go in there, and Angle's going to hit him with a chair. But nope, it was just Chavo being beat up by Angle in, in a dark room. Was it? Was it? sexual molestation we don't know no cameras were in there we'll never know <laughs> it let's was hope, uh, let's hope not it, yeah maybe angle was having bestiality sex yeah you don't know could be anything but chavo beat up not good and uh that that was that happened that was yeah, the whole segment there was, the was no segment. retaliation eddie was well, just eddie, like, oh, eddie, tri- eddie tried to punch him and then they broke it up because like you know <laughs> if you're trying to retaliate for your family member being beaten up you definitely stop the guy because, you know, wrestling. Yep. Uh, next up, we have cruiserweight match Tajiri versus Mr. Noble. And uh, nope. I, th- I thought this was a solid match. Obviously, Tajiri's going to be. Is there a Tajiri match that isn't good? Probably not. Yeah. No, it's yeah, he's solid. But I did have a question. Yeah, because he immediately goes for a cover. And yes. in my head, Tajiri is not the kind of guy who is trying to win matches. Otherwise, just, he wouldn't use the tarantula. He's just right. he's just trying to inflict pain on his enemies. Well, I mean, but to be fair, he does break the hole. If he didn't care, he wouldn't break the hold. He would just true, get disqualified. Uh, but yeah, so. so a really cool thing at the be- like near the beginning. Uh, Noble goes for a sunset flip and Tajiri like, I don't know how the fuck he countered it the way he did, but he like, like rolled through the ropes to the outside in some sort of magic tomfoolery mm-hmm. i've never seen that before that was fucking cool um I I, was it was it was it easier than just going to your knees and punching him unlikely but it looked cool so i'll give him a point there for that yeah no, i mean like he his style and then, cool. a fucking beautiful tornado ddt possibly the best tornado ddt i've ever seen later on yeah fucking gorgeous and uh yeah, yeah story of the matches tajiri basically has the match won uh, Nidia does Nidia things and Jamie Noble wins. Yep. Now, I, I know that didn't sound like much, but I would say go watch it. It's only eight minutes and it's eight minutes of going. It's not like five minutes of a headlock or anything. So definitely, the, if the definitely worth to watch is, uh, uh, it was something. Tajiri just, just, uh, like grabs Nidia and lays one on her. Yep. Which is, and... which isn't illegal because Nidia likes it because she's yes. trailer trash. So it's fine. Yes, but then Noble's like, no, I want to show you. Yeah. And then Tajiri's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to kick you both in a head, basically. Yeah. And then he leaves because he's yeah. Tajiri. <laughs> Meltzer gave this three stars. He liked it better than the RVD. Uh, I gave it seven. Match. I liked it more, too. I thought this was a better match. Yeah. I mean, like I did, too, but I, I just thought it was funny that Meltzer did. Yeah, usually know. melts. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Tajiri, he's Japanese. Yeah, that's true. Now, if this had been, if this like had been, if this and Asai Moon Salt, if so this I had think, been in the Tokyo Dome, oh boy, <laughs> at least four, at least yeah, a four probably star four and a half. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Uh, 
So are Japanese guys the first guys that Vince took the first names from? Like Sho Funaki just became Funaki and, and, and Yoshihiro Tajiri. Well, it's weird because like Taka got to stay Taka Michinoku, but I feel like that's just because Michinoku is such a big name, right? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Like I, that, that felt I, that felt like the first the first place where he was like, oh, they don't need first and last names, pal. On the na- on the thing of names, I recently saw a a post that stated that Vince McMahon believed Al Snow was the worst wrestling name of all time. And <laughs> that post then went on to say, this is coming from the man who chose the name Mantar for somebody. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Al Snow is the worst wrestling name I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of other things yeah Ch- chili mcfreeze chili McFreeze. <laughs> ice dagger yeah, all those. aaron von cool oh, um God. this next match, match is garbage yeah i don't so is it officially at this time is the world heavyweight title officially a mid-card title because we're we're retiring the intercontinental title yeah and this is routinely now middle of the show inappropriately placed triple h world heavyweight title match yeah um i mean so i think the last few shows we've been watching are all um mixed shows and like clearly one title is not the same as the other because like you would think you'd put both titles on you know to end the show and just flip them each show but no we were consistently seeing the world heavyweight title in the middle of the card and for a title that wasn't presented to have been won in the first place wouldn't you want the prestige of the title to be like artificially bolstered by yeah, one would think but title. clearly no because we get this and this is the this is ongoing of the whole katie vick and all of that terribleness if you don't know about it there's lots of good youtube videos on it i oh, advise yeah. you go well i think zane has done one on it for sure yes for sure there's a couple that australian dude did one but um it it is in the top five worst ever storylines period of all time ever most oh, people yeah. would put it number one I'd, I'd have to just debate them but it, it's up there for sure yeah uh, again claire lynch also up there <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah so basically if you long story short kane was in a car crash and his girlfriend died and so now that makes him a horrible murderer but also, yeah. this is a different murder than the one where he murdered his father and Paul Bearer yelled murder. Now it's Jerry Lawler yelling murder because it's a different murder. Yes. They just forgot to tell you about that murder back then because it's it, they didn't think of it yet. But now they remembered like, oh, yeah. Um, also, Katie Vick. Oh, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, also, we know that none of this makes sense because the whole point of Kane when he came in was he got burnt. And so he didn't feel the pain. So he could still be knocked out and lose matches. But he didn't feel yeah. pain. Clearly, that he's he's regained that sensation at this point because he sells a shitty looking uh, fucking sledge hair. Not even the sledge, just the wood part to the stomach for fucking 10 minutes. He yeah. sells that. Well, I mean, like this, this goes to show you just how much wrestling exists within a bubble, right? Because yeah. like this is 2002 and the same people who would argue that you could do the Bill Clinton reference because it had only been five years will argue that Kane had to become a more human character because it had been a long five years. Yes. So I, I don't know, but yeah, it's also continue our trend and actually ending tonight since this belt disappears now, but the trend of just throw a dart at the roster and give him the IC title has continued clearly because Kane has it now. How, where yeah. did he win it? When did he, no one fucking knows. 
we're only watching pay-per-views, but have we had a pay-per-view this year where the IC title holder is the same guy as the next month? No, except, yeah, no, we watched Eddie win it on one of these pay-per-views. And other than that, we haven't actually seen it change hands even. Yeah, I, I, okay, so I think Eddie, Eddie, I think Eddie, maybe we did see him back-to-back pay-per-views as champ. But he, I swear, but he, he won might it be... at one. So we only saw him win it in one match yeah, and, and, then, then... and then retain it the following match. Right. But, but we yeah, didn't just... see somebody come in and leave as champion two shows in a row. No, it's Nor it's did just... we see many. We only saw IC matches the first half of the year, basically post-mania. I don't think we've seen IC title matches on the pay-per-view, which is probably why they're doing this and just getting rid of it, because they're like, well, fuck, we don't know how to book it. Yeah, We're putting it on the wrong guys consistently who don't need it yeah. on their way we, up we, or down the card. Yeah, we take like, it off of the guys that, like, well, like RVD didn't need it because he should have had the world title. But... Exactly. Instead, you give them something to try and placate the fans. And we don't need a belt to placate the fans. We need a belt to placate Triple H and get the fans pissed. Yeah. So So I get it. I get why they're getting rid of it. But it's also weird that they're getting rid of it by running a video package prior to this about the prestige of the title. Yeah, it's very it's very strange. Um, Also, I noted that uh, Kane looks very slim and trim here. Yes. Kane has clearly stopped doing the special additives to make your muscles bigger for a while here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is like Kane's evolution. So we started out definitely on steroids because we just saw him. He's fucking jacked. Yeah. And then this is him where he's lean. And then we see fat Kane for the rest of his career. Yeah. yeah. With his horrifying Audi belly button that no one. (laughs) I just I wish they would just put the put his top back on. Doesn't don't need to see that, man. Yeah. Um. So my next note was this feels very sloppy because they're not even doing basic maneuvers. They're fucking them up. And then I am bored. Yeah. Rears its ugly head. And that's three minutes into a 16 minute match. So just so you guys know what you're in for. Um, commentary's fucking trash. And I don't know if this is accurate or not, but did it look to you like Triple H was sandbagging Kane throughout this match? Oh, yeah, like, I couldn't tell if he was doing it on purpose. They're just having an off night. But like every time Kane goes to do like any like power slam, even his like sidewalk slam, like it feels like Triple H doesn't, you know, jump to help him. And Kane just yeah. has to lift him. Which I, he can. He's strong as fuck. But no, he can. Like, it's just it doesn't look like there's some point. There's some times when sandbagging makes the match look better. And then yeah. there's some where it makes it look like shit. This yeah, looks, like, looks shit. like shit. Um, yeah. The quote of the night by King. Well, they found semen, you know. They did. Thank you. Great. Good to know because, you know, somebody fucked Katie Vick's corpse and there was semen, apparently. Yeah, I mean, did they say when they found it? Like, how long? would it, No, they, like, because they were, they were dating. They were so party, could it, too, and yeah, she could was they, drinking too much. Yeah, could they have just banged at the party, maybe? Who knows? They said, but... they said there was alcohol in Kane's system, too. They didn't say if it was above or below the legal limit. They just yeah, insisted no that Kane was also drinking and... And then, you know, I hope he had. A well, different, I, like, technically... I hope he had this mask back then. Like, at I what point I... did he switch to a mask where he didn't have a hole to drink through? See, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like to think that like Kane back in the day, like he still he wore his mask, but just like jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he required sure. every time he talked. Hi, Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing. That's right. But I'm pretty sure that he see that's the storylines. So like I thought he did that when he was like really young and burnt the house down. Yeah, I mean like that's but like always said in this. But like, but then I think they retconned it because I thought then they said that he got nerve damage from the car crash when he was on fire. 
Uh, I, well, he's like he, because he's, Undertaker can't engage with him here that they're just trying to separate the two. I, I feel like, like well, Kane, he's not his brother anymore. Kane's, Kane's backstory truly is that of like every like famous like movie serial killer like Jason. Like whenever they get bored, they're like, uh, "What if? Hear me out here. Fuck all that shit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have Kane in space. Kane X. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, like, it's, uh, uh, it's a shitty yeah, it was, match. Yeah, it was shitty. Uh, Flair, Flair makes a run in. Kane kicks out of a belt shot. Hurricane comes out. I forgot he was tagging with Kane at this point already, um, yeah. which shows you how seriously they're taking Kane, right? He's teaming with the Hurricane. And their tag team name is, at least they Hurricane. did it right, and they were Hurra-Kane. Yep. Because a lot of times, WWE fucks that shit up. Team Hell No? No, it should have been Team Hug It Out. That would have been so much better. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, Flair comes out and Hurricane comes out, beats up Flair. Triple H hits a pedigree onto Hurricane on the outside and Hurricane becomes dead forever. And we yeah. get uh, Sean. How are you going to rate this? The first of, I believe, two superplex spots. Well, they're all shit. That was These guys are. No, they're too big. Don't do this. So my other problem is the fucking. <clears throat> I know Brian bitches about this a lot. Because Triple H then does a guy who does not do top rope anything suddenly is going to jump off the top rope to a, yeah. a, a downed opponent. And he doesn't even he's clearly not doing any sort of move. He's just jumping, knowing I got he's going to kick me in the face. So I want to make sure I'm not actually kicked in the face. It's like, yeah, just like, just go like for an elbow and have the other guy roll. Don't do the foot spot. Yeah, I just it's, it bugs me and I hate it. The flying nothing is one of my most hated things. Yeah, no, Triple H, uh, he's never done a top rope maneuver, has he? I mean, he might have done, but I don't know. I don't think so. Like, he, at least Flair, once every four or five years, does hit a double axe handle off the top when he goes up yep. for it. Yeah. He does it just rarely enough that you're like, okay, I, I like the perseverance, Flair. I, I like I <laughs> like that you're dedicated to this maneuver. It's in, he can't remove it from your moveset. It's locked no. in place. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the first of two spots where a weird top rope thing happens with someone that's not on the top rope. And it's the one later is equally as awkward, but this one's worse. I, um, yeah. This, uh, so, uh, so yeah, ref bump because Earl Hebner, Triple H, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kane choke slams Triple H through the table outside just randomly. And then Flair, fucking Kane, no, just no sells Flair's chops and punches, which, and Flair, after he sees, he's like, oh shit, and runs away. Yeah. Fucking great. I love Flair. Uh, <laughs> Flair gets a sledgehammer. Kane steals the sledgehammer. And we get a quote that really annoys me. Um, that's like a deadly weapon in his hands. Okay, it's always Kane. a deadly weapon yeah, in Kane, I'm pretty name. sure a sledgehammer, when used on another human being, is just a deadly weapon regardless of whose hands it's However, in. Kane does go to use the sledgehammer as a deadly weapon. True. He doesn't do the triple A. He does the Ric Flair one of, I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to do this. And so just, perhaps the story of the match is wrong and, and Kane is indeed a murderer. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, he does technically attempt murder here yes. for a moment. And then, so well, and that's the thing. Truly, a quandary. If you do attempt murder, should you just be labeled a murderer? Just because you failed to do it, you intended it. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, but, he, yeah. you know, who knows? But uh, we then get another quote. The only thing worse than him behind the wheel of a car, him with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Thank you, King, for this whole match. King cannot go more than eight seconds without mentioning Kane murdered someone with a car. Just he cannot yep. stop. He can't. A car full of semen. 
Yep. And then at this point, I said, this match is pretty shitty. And then I said, also, it's too long. Uh, new ref comes out. Flair murders him. I then said, and the match is still happening. The next thing I said is still happening. The next thing I said is still bored. And this isn't like back to back. This is like minutes in between of typing. Mm. And then Kane hits the pedigree. Uh, I make please note that Kane still and forever will not understand how to take a pedigree. No, nope. he literally cannot do it. And Triple H wins. Uh, I two out of ten, I guess. Being nice, it's probably a one. But that was that was that was shit. It was garbage. Meltzer gave it two and three quarters. He, he wow. What the yeah. fuck is he watching? I don't know. Did he mix this up with the next match? Or like, what? I don't know. I think maybe he just likes that Flair was here to get real heat because uh, I don't know. He liked it better than the RVD match, and I don't know how you do that. Especially when Flair's the, the common thread between those two matches. Maybe it's because the Spanish announce table is one of his favorite workers. Yeah. I'm not sure. But the choke slam through the Spanish might have been the uh might have been what, what tip melts are off to a good match yeah there. so my entire review of that match was that was terrible i hate it so yeah yeah, yeah. i i don't know why he gave it so many so much, that's not not true so that, uh, yeah what, I, don't, I don't like the uh the idea of you know not surviving a belt shot a sledgehammer no, yeah uh and then and then taking a piss poor pedigree for the finish i thought this could have been a dusty finish dq i thought kane could have gone over but as a disqualification against Triple H. Like, yeah, Hebner could have complained against the other official and they'd done the classic dusty finish DQ. True. Yeah. But they're, no, they have to unmask Kane. They're trying yes. to get to something here. They're not trying to protect both workers. They're trying no. to put Triple H over, yep, that's which it. I think is lame because Kane just came back in the Yeah, exactly. Thing. He just came back. Like, <laughs> and, and he was, when he came back, he saw people like Kane, especially when he changes up his look a little bit. It's always cool. Like, when he yep. first came back with the, uh, the fucking creepy space mask thing, I thought that oh, was God. cool. I mean, I I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad when it, he took it off, I was like, oh, okay, that's not his, he's not wrestling in that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but. Well, what they should have done is had fucking Gallows get a better wig on his cane mask and really yes. followed through with that whole thing. Cause yeah, that was going to be cool. That would have been cool, but nope, can't be done. So we go from a terrible thing to a terrible thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that this wasn't the only bad fucking storyline going on at this time? No, at least the other so, one they had the wherewithal we, to cut the yeah, fuck well, so, short. So I just didn't realize. So we have currently we've got Don Marie fucking Tori Wilson's geriatric father. We yes. have Kane possibly fucking corpses. Yes, and we also have Undertaker possibly fucking ex girlfriends while his wife's pregnant. <gasps> yes. So yeah, in the back, uh, Stephanie, who if you look on her laptop, really seems like Static X. Did never would have called her a Static X fan. <laughs> I'm sure she's not using you know maybe Triple H's computer, or something. <laughs> but also like Triple H is a Static X fan. I'm sure he'd be fine with them. He likes metal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like Motorhead's his theme song and shit. And he's like, I, would, but I, I mean, also really like Static X. <laughs> static X is up there. Too, static, you know. <laughs> Push it. His hair is pretty cool, man. It's good workout music. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So whoever the fuck walks in, because at this point, I so we got we saw this lady earlier in the night with Brock and Paul, and I didn't know who she was. I was like, at that I point, forgot. I was like, did she, I was like, is she Brock's wife or did she? So apparently, she's one of Undertaker's ex girlfriends, and she wants to she wants Undertaker back, but. Paul Heyman called her and got her to lie to say that she fucked Undertaker like 10 days ago. 
Yeah. And she keeps calling Undertaker Mark, Mark. And Stephanie looks clearly upset about this because I feel like no, because we know that they don't tape these. For some reason, they think they need to do these live. And I guess it's because they can then get the crowd reaction involved. But you could also just feed that in later. But, you know, whatever. It's it's Vince. You know how Vince is. Um, But yeah, I guarantee you that was she walked out of that room and there's an irate Vince McMahon fucking because yeah stephanie was clearly was when she heard it she went um yes the undertaker <laughs> yeah so um yeah the acting's terrible we all know stephanie isn't a good actor we no one will ever accuse her of being a good actor this woman is also terrible that's the uh, problem is like she's not a worker she's not a wrestler so why did they hire a bad actress yeah for the hire a good one role? yeah it like because like she's like i don't care about him or love him and and like, but, uh, just and like she, that like that fucking college drama yeah. course and then 30 seconds later she's like yeah i am doing all this to get mark back like it literally is like you just told someone yeah, their just, line and then pressed record yeah. like, and then so like and so this was all a setup apparently stephanie was she got she was so here's the thing how could this be a setup because stephanie didn't know this woman was going to walk into her office so yeah. like and at the end they imply that stephanie did this all for taker because taker at the end he drops a great line of he just walks in and goes, you're a lying bitch. Well, yeah, this is a fourth wall segment because this woman says, like, between you and me, well, there's a fucking camera, camera in, front of in you. the room, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those, like, why is there a camera in the bathroom? Well, that's why Vince is like, don't look at the camera, pal. But like he says that during like regular interviews now. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, can you imagine if The Rock didn't take off his sunglasses and stare directly into the lens? No, it, it, yeah, it's just. Who are you talking to? Like, 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 what the fuck do you mean? Don't look at the camera. This isn't a movie, man. This is literally a live sporting event. You fucking idiot. (laughs) So there was, I like the way he just dropped the you're a lying bitch line. And then, uh, and then, yeah, at that point he says, thanks, Stephanie. He owes her one. So basically they're implying that they set this up. Well, that, and they also set this up and you're like, but she walked in out of nowhere. So how could they have known this? Like it, it's all very, very stupid. Luckily, I'm pretty sure this is the end of this because it's like that's your big payoff. I was lying. You're a bitch. That worth it? No. Yeah. No. You know the weirdest thing about this is Stephanie's the face. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Stephanie's like, not like, a good. They face. didn't have both two heel owners of the two companies. Stephanie's the face owner and Bischoff's the heel owner or GM. I just whatever. feel like, yeah, I just feel like face GMs, like face authority figures just don't usually work, right? Fully worked and that's it. Well, that's because Fully was hilarious, but Stephanie's not funny. She just is Stephanie. And and Stephanie McMahon is not a face. She is not yeah. a natural face. It's like I'm one of the people who was not a fan of Teddy Long. I know he's classic and loved now, but like I was not wasn't a, huge a good. Fan. All, I mean, I just I like him for the memes. That's about oh, yeah. it. And when him I'm, coming I'm out doing his dances. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he was meme but he was like tag team match. He, he wasn't actually important at all. Well, no, that was the worst era of SmackDown when it first moved to Fridays. Well, and it, I don't like, know. We had that mystery GM thing for a while. No, that but, was, I mean, that was the worst era up until that point. Okay, and then we had the special guest GM. GM. later, yes. Then we, yeah, we had the special guest GM Which, thing. okay, for, for that what That one it's did worth. make some funny TV. I'll give you that. Bob Barker yeah, Je- was pretty Jeff fucking good. Harvey. Jeff Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, some classic shit. But I will say that the anonymous GM, I liked it when it would play the fucking 
high alert noise and Michael Cole had to read it before it was unveiled that it was Hornswoggle. Yeah. At first I was in, which again, still doesn't make any like what it's just like the fucking Hornswoggle. The unveil that it will be Hornswoggle is the meme. Yes. Like, just like it could be like, anything, but like lot that just it doesn't make sense, right? Like, what if the fucking white rabbit is Hornswoggle? Oh, that would be just—I <laughs> would be so happy. He comes out and now he's actually dressed as a bunny. <laughs> Triple H would do that because he's literally said it's no one that anyone thinks it is. Like, what if it's fucking Hornswoggle and it's like DX reunion? What if it's Hornswoggle's just, back, dude? What if it's just the bunny from fucking what's his name's fucking entourage? <laughs> what, what the fuck? I mean, uh, yeah, from Adam Rose's Rose. Yeah, just the bunny. He's back. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I forgot. WWE had a bunny, and now AEW has what's her name, the bunny, and they, they yeah. should feud. They. Yeah, interpromotional bunny feuds. That's, yeah. that's where that's where the money's at. Sponsored by Energizer. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going into from a bad, horrible match to what turned out to be, unsurprisingly, based on the competitors, a good match. The best match of the night, except it's not because I love the cell match. Yes, like no, this is this is say. this is the best. Technically sound. This is a great fucking match. This is the best non gimmick match, and I will say we'll talk about it when we get into the main event. There's one aspect of it that I think pushed it over the top for me. And I think you would agree with it, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, it's Angle of Benoit versus Edge of Mysterio. There's been a big tournament going on for the uh, brand new tag team belts because WWE realized, huh, maybe both brands should have equal titles uh, yeah. because otherwise, what's the point of having a tag division if no one ever gets to compete? The roster it? split's been fucked up, but Vince is too stubborn to end it and just yes. uh, like stop. So now they have to have more titles instead yep. of no roster split. It's yes. basically I mean, not as bad as we found out AEW's is because we had what seventeen individual 17 titles. titles. Yes, that is too many titles, too many. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, um, first thing I want to say is uh, there's a tag uh, from Edge. I think it was Edge and Mysterio or so. I don't know. Somebody did a tag, but they tagged their partner from the apron. Like one was on the apron, one was on the apron. They tagged. That's not a legal tag. The apron isn't in the ring. Mm-hmm. If you're on the apron, you're still you can be standing on the apron for ten seconds technically, and if you know you should be counted out. That yep. doesn't that that's not it. same with the top rope. If you climb from the outside up to the top rope, technically, if you don't jump off the top rope and get in the ring before ten, you should still be disqualified. That'd be a fun disqualification spot, right? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that, but that should be a thing. There should be probably a, has happened in the territory. You know, days, but, prob- you know, it probably happened in ECW. Alfonso was by the book, man. Daddy <laughs> whistling in the ring. The, the, the top rope is part of the outside, daddy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so here we go. What are we calling it, Sean? Is it the single flapjack? Is it a flapper? Is it the flappy Jackie? Oh, Cornette said it doesn't exist. So do we just have to be like, Oh no, there was a maneuver in the ring. I fucking pancaked him. Fucking <laughs> yeah, is that a pancake versus a blackjack? <laughs> I think that's what we I think that's it. We're going with pancake. It's happened. <clears throat> the single the single man flapjack is the pancake. Yep. Um also I want to bring this up. Uh as you know, we love McFoley, but um recently he mentioned some stuff about German suplexes that kind of annoyed me. Uh basically saying they're like the epitome of a bad move that is ruining careers. Hmm. Which, I mean, so I get, I kind of get it. He's saying, oh, you're just getting thrown on your head. But like, if you think about it, every flat back bump you take in wrestling is going to involve you hitting your head a little bit. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't think the German suplex is one of the big problem maneuvers in wrestling. 
Because realistically, all you do is grab the guy, and most wrestlers throw them. They jump and throw. So all you're doing is taking a standard bump, right? Well, I think one of the big problem maneuvers in wrestling, but I have heard him say that, um, is is people not knowing to just say, I don't want to take that. Yeah. Like, I heard that Booker T, once he was about 30, didn't even take plain backdrops anymore. Mm-hmm. Because his back would spasm. Yeah, he's just so like, nah. he, he didn't take plain flat back backdrops. Not to say Booker T never took a flat back bump, but he didn't want to absorb it all on his back. So it's weird, you know, and we know that Flair always took bumps on his side. So, like, it's it fully doesn't like falling backwards. Like, no. we know that because he's he's intentionally said it in his books. Like, he will front flip over anything all the time. Yeah. So I think he he is he has a predisposition to hate the German suplex because he doesn't like falling backwards. Right. Uh, Fair enough. But like if he doesn't like taking them, he's the kind of guy who's going to tell his opponent. I think these days a lot of workers are just so happy to be there and they don't want to piss anybody off that they're taking shit. They really don't know how to do. Yeah. Like a Lesnar match. You could throw it in there with Lesnar. You don't want to take it. But Lesnar does. You're also you're technically in control when it comes to Lesnar because he's letting go. Yeah. So he's not going to over-rotate you. No. It's up to you to tuck your chin and flatten yourself out. Like, yep. it's it's really up to you. From- no, it, it's, I mean, it's it's funny because, like, you just, it's like, I feel like there there's this big backlash about them. And, like, I'd say 90% of German suplexes are shitty and tame looking. Like, even, like, Lesnar's even. Yes, you go a long way because he's strong and you jump. But, again, you're a wrestler. You're, you're trained to be able to do that. That's part of your training. Like, yeah, like we, guys, we see a, we see a we saw a German earlier from uh, Tajiri to Noble. That one looked fucking brutal because it's a Japanese style bridging. You hold on through the yep. opponent can't tuck. They just have to take it to the back of the shoulders and head. Yep. And so I mean, like, like Benoit does the bridging well. <clears throat> but here's the problem here. Edge does not take suplexes well. No, he's he, too. He's, he's too lanky. It's yeah. just like the thing like with Germans. And that's what I've always said. That's why I don't like. And like, Edge I don't, is six I don't, four. How tall is Benoit? Five ten. I think he's five ten. Like, yeah. there's a reason. Like, bridging suplex, bridging Germans look good if it's done by two workers who have a who are similar size who know the move. Exactly. Tajiri and Jamie Noble both. Malenko and Benoit. Malenko and Benoit. Benoit and Angle. Guys like that that are you know top really good wrestlers that but you know they they can take it. It makes sense, especially if they're of similar size. It makes it easier. Like mm-hmm. when Benoit German suplexes bigger guys, most of the impact is just them landing on his shoulder because he has to hold on to do his spot. Yep. If he were to let go, he could, they could jump a little further and take the impact. So I just, I don't know. I, I know the triple Germans, a big spot. I just have never been a fan of it because I always thought it looks like it just doesn't look impactful. If you don't either bridge or let go of the suplex, it just kind of looks weird to me. Yeah. Um, there is a spot in this match. I know I'd be skipping ahead to mention it here, but oh, there's a superplex, mm-hmm. but it's a belly to belly and I like it. Yeah. So Angle's got Mysterio up, um, and I, maybe it's because this is before Mysterio is super, super bulky too. He's um, he's only got the outline of his back tattoo. Like this is early WWE Ray. Like he's not WCW Ray. He's got the mask back and he's got the tattoos going, but he's not way too muscular for his stature, and it doesn't look like they're kind of holding each other. And because because of the nature of a move where if you're doing a belly to belly, you're already holding your opponent by the waist. 
so it doesn't necessarily look like you're keeping them stable. If you're doing a vertical yeah. suplex, you have to re-maneuver and then grab your opponent and hook yeah. them with the arm, and it just looks way more contrived. The way that Angle does this, it just looks like he throws him up there and tosses him, and it looks yeah. legit. <clears throat> and I'm like, I want to see more of that. I miss that. Yeah, no, like just uh, the yeah. So that's the thing, like top rope. So when we think top rope superplex, we're what we don't like is the standard one where it's a suplex from up top. And again, we don't hate them all. We've seen, I think, two this year that were good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- this angles. I his top they rope. They usually just, have to uh, do with the guy not being on the very like the top yes, rope. Yes, he's on. He's seated. He's seated, and then he can push off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other wrestlers usually from, I think we usually, they, from the second rope. Because I yeah. know Orton, Orton's always done it from the top. And yeah. it's always been kind of janky. I just like Brett's. And Brett's yeah. is from the middle. And yep. like, it's 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 always looked, as far as moves that don't necessarily make sense, it still looks better <laughs> than yes. a lot of other iterations of the But scene. yeah, the, the top rope, every time Angle does, like, he, dude, he is so fucking fast for a dude his size. Like, oh, yeah. he gets across the ring and up to that turnbuckle, like, fucking like a cruiserweight it's insane yep. angle it like i the more i'm watching him the more i i think maybe i do need to put him on the mount rushmore just because he is fucking fa- like i know a lot of wrestlers also say that like when wrestlers get asked who's the best wrestler a lot of them answer kurt angle yep so uh, maybe i need to rethink i just feel like the whole go to tna thing that kind of like you know that killed it yeah. And then his comeback where like he was clearly bloated and he couldn't really work and the whole well, I mean, in TNA, he had a, a great run. No, too. he did. Yeah, he did. And he was serious. He wasn't like jokey. It was he even was he ever he was serious like the whole time, mostly. Right. Yeah, I, I think they did maybe a little bit of funny stuff, but like not not even close. And they definitely didn't do you suck stuff. You know, what I no. Mean? Well, yeah. So angles really fucking good benoit is really fucking good mysterio works perfect with them because like they can do all their moves and it looks even more impactful and again i like Rey mysterio over most um like lucha style wrestlers because mm-hmm. his lucha is almost it's like a like when he does a hurricane rana the other guy like they roll through it and they're like just annoyed by it like they don't act like it hurt them like lita's right. finishing maneuver of hurricane rana that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah no um, we just saw one earlier with what Zelina, where she did some, and at least uh, fucking was it? I think it was Alistar. Like, just took it, like he- took it to the head, so yep. it looked like he spiked himself. That makes, he but did yeah, spike so, himself. He just yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, again, when it's your wife, you just uh, yeah. Um, but but um, yeah, I mean, like, there's one spot here that I don't like. So uh, Benoit has a cross face on Edge, mm-hmm. and they're right by the fucking ropes. Yeah. <laughs> oh and yeah. Edge, instead of getting a rope break. They have a spot. I get why they did this because it looks cool. Mysterio comes in, does a six one nine to break. Yes, but Edge could have just just grabbed the rope. Yeah, I I get that. I mean, we also got the fucking Bronco Buster, which is the dumbest. Like, I'm gonna. I think I would go out on the limb here and say, if I were to make today a dumbest, (laughs) stupidest wrestling maneuvers, I think I would put that over both the People's Elbow and the Worm because it's fucking dumb. Yeah, and I hate it, and it's it needs to go away. Um, However, if X-Pac comes back in the Rumble next year, because he did say he'd be interested in one more big, like a big event WWE thing. Yeah. But like not, not. Now, somebody. if he comes back, is he, is he X-Pac or is he one, two, three kid? No, uh, he's got to be, he's got to be X-Pac. He's not. What if, what if we here. call him one, two, three Pac? What if they call him six? No, they did the NWO thing and still called him X-Pac. That's true. He'll yeah. be X-Pac. Okay. 
Did you see the article? Not to not to sidebar that WWE is preparing for Daddy Ass Chance at the DX reunion. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking good. yeah, because he's not gonna be there. No, obviously. but they're they're preparing for like when Road Dog comes out for the crowd to break into Daddy Ass, Daddy Ass. Uh, <laughs> see, and here's the problem. Like realistically, I think if companies weren't such like just so cutthroat, like. This could easily be a thing where, like, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, throw them over there and just say AEW on sh- on TV." Well, here's the thing: is it, well, AEW has let guys go over there in the past and do little bits for like the uh, well, the documentaries, like yeah, Brian yeah. and Big Show and, yeah, and Jericho got to do and the did on Cold Podcast, even. Yeah, but now I think the climate backstage is getting to a point where he's pissed off about people trying to negotiate behind his back with Triple H, etc. Yes, yeah. On the flip side of that coin, I don't know that WWE preparing for necessarily means that they're preparing to mute the audio it could be as simple as triple h being like oh sorry he's not here he's at the piss ant company yes. yeah sorry guys he's he's, 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 he's at the he's gonna be in the ring for those segments yes yeah. he is the leader of dx no matter yes. what people say no. nash did just say it was Shawn michaels and i'm like nope it's it's triple h so. i mean initially it was michaels but it wasn't initially Mike, the, the, the triple the triple h dx is is the one people remember that it's the, the better dx the new age it outlaws is. yeah that that core New Age Outlaws, Xbox, Triple H. Yep. Um, so the, back to this match, though. Um, so it hasn't been too crazy so far, but this match really picks up about 15 minutes in, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and then it just goes for the whole end of the match. It was fucking I didn't take many notes because it was just bam, bam, bam. Um, there it's was a lot a, of finishers, but it's not a lot of kickouts. It's a lot of breakups. Exactly, which is how match. it should be. That's the whole point yep. of a tag team match is you know, that's what just that's how it goes. And there was yep. a really weird spot. I don't know if it's crazy. It was unique where uh, Edge powerbomb. Like, so what was the move Big Show did? It was the it was the powerbomb. Instead of actually just slamming a man, you like gently drop them behind you. and It looks like shit. You remember that move? He did that. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but I do remember yeah, that whatever move. that. So he kind of does that, but he doesn't. So he puts Ray up in a powerbomb and then he turns around and like, Ray does a moonsault like off of Edge's shoulders onto Benoit outside. Never seen it before. Seems completely unnecessary because Mysterio could have just done an Asai moonsault in about a third of the time it took them to set up this whole scenario. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe they were worried about the rope breaking again. I maybe. don't fucking know. I don't know. But it was interesting. And then um, the end. The end. Uh, Edge taps out to the ankle lock, and Angle and Benoit win. Uh, Meltzer called this a match of the year candidate. Gave it four and three quarter stars. I gave it eight out of ten. So I'm not. I'm not. I don't think it's at, like if if we. I don't know. I felt like the the beginning of the the beginning of the match wasn't quite. Or no, not the, the like the middle part. Like the beginning was good. It was a hot start, and then it kind of like bogged a little bit, and then picked up. I mean, I get that. Like you don't want the whole match to be like a high spot. But I don't nowadays know. I, they don't give a fuck. But yeah, no. I mean for sure. I don't know. Um, it was a it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know that I'd go that far. Fucking, I can't believe Michael Cole drops in this match. Edge is already an eight-time tag team champion with yes. Christian. Yep. Like that's well. Wow. So well, yeah. So, oh yeah, because yeah, because Christian is now an eight-time because he won it with Jericho. So they were seven-time together, I think. Yep. And then they both now are eight because Edge won it with Hogan because that was a thing that happened. Yep. And now, and we know that Edge goes on to defeat them in the future because of his Engel's recent return and the new signs was a reminder. Sorry, me and Ray beat you for the tag belts. And they've recently been tagging together again 
except I think Edge got hurt again. Uh, I think it's time for Edge to hang it up. I think Mania is going to be his last match. Well, no, I don't think so. He, well, so he said he wants his last match. They have a show next year, I think, in Toronto. Okay. And so he wants to have his last. He's already said, like, that's his last. So I'm hoping they, like, go to Mania, do the thing, give him time off, and then, like, bring him back again, do one last hot storyline. I don't bring fucking, yeah. I don't know. Bring I'm upset that they fucked up the Judgment Day thing. Finn Balor yeah. sucks in that group. He makes no sense in that group. And uh, no, they well. So from what <laughs> I've been hearing, at least, it sounds like they're probably going. Finn Balor's going to be like the guy going forward, okay. or one of the guys. So I guess maybe like Roman they're is going the back guy. To the and, demon shit, or I, I don't know. They haven't said. It's just a rumor that you know Triple H's big Balor fan, obviously NXT, and you know, well, yeah. So, I mean, I think that'd be good. I think if he goes back to the demon thing, that'd be fine. Just bust out the demon when you need to. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I don't know. It WWE's definitely doing a lot better since Vince is no longer personally in control of everything happening. Yeah, man. I can't wait for Hornswoggle to be the white rabbit. It's, it's going to be, gonna be so fucking good. dope. Um, but uh, yeah, in the back Four now, we get, we, get, we get Mark uh, begging <laughs> a doctor to give him an injection. And the, the doctor says it's unethical. Now, as someone who's a big fan of professional sports, I can tell you that pain medicine in athletes is literally a weekly thing. Yeah. Like in the middle of a game, players will take injections because otherwise they can't move because their back locks up. So like, it's not like I'm assuming it's like cortisol or something like 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 there, there isn't anything that's so illegal that that he would be like, it's unethical that he would just have on hand. So yeah. it's it's a painkiller or a numbing agent or something. <laughs> Undertaker's just taking fucking back. heroin to the <laughs> hand. Shoot me up top. Mark, it's not so unethical. Kurt Cobain did it, so can I, damn it. Man, that was close to home is what Meltzer wrote. And I was like, really? Like, this is just, it's just kind of normal. Like, yeah. Kurt Angle taking fucking 80 Vicodin in yeah, a day fucking is not Kurt Angle normal, literally only like, competed in the Olympics because he had injections, like, hourly to his fucking broken neck. Yeah, so he couldn't feel it, which is, which he was worried about. Yeah. He like, was worried about, like, killing himself in the match. But also, he's like, but I've trained for fucking years, so if yeah. I die, I fucking die. And the original like coaches that I that I had is dead because he got murdered by the sponsor of that fucking fox catcher. That whole thing was like where he wrestled. So like his it was like let's live the dream or quit now. Yeah. Um. This next match is not living the dream, but it's not Whoa, the popular match. She's a troll. Yeah, she's got the keys to the city, and that's because she gets down. Yeah. Um, and so they, does that imply that she blows people to get keys to stuff? I think that's I what they're saying. Don't maybe it's yeah I don't know what she goes down now if it said she goes down I feel like they left it slightly ambiguous but there's definitely some sex happening here I don't know yeah Um, but yeah so but okay so we've been diving down this rabbit hole we thought it was just oh well they just don't have license to it but no apparently they do so why now do we get it and why are the other ones overdone because clearly (laughs) she's like I the rabbit the mystery continues. Yep. And it will never be solved it. because it makes no sense. I have no idea. I think Meltzer, it's ju- I think it's just the fucking network and they just have random unpaid interns doing shit and they're just doing stuff. Yeah. Meltzer wrote the only thing he remembered about this was Lawler asking about the vague backstory of how Stratus kept Victoria out of WWE. 
And when Ross didn't know, Lawler said, you know, everyone's shoe size, hat size and what college they went to. And you don't know this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote Trish wins with the roll up. That was this. That was the entirety of my notes. Because <laughs> I gave it a two out of ten because it was it wasn't as bad as the other lady match. Oh, I don't. Did I say the other one? Yeah, I did. Point five. So this was a two because at least there was some competency in the match. But also yeah, I gave that negative one and a half stars or yeah. one half a star or something. Um, yeah. This one, he said it was nowhere near close to their TV match from a few weeks back. So apparently this is already like a feud underway or something. Uh-huh. Um, and he gave it one star. It was okay. yeah. It was technically the popcorn match of the week because the other one was was the second match of the night. So like you already sat down. You still had popcorn. Yeah, like, you weren't even. You, I mean, unless I don't know when I sit down at movie theaters, I usually get there too early and I'm out of popcorn. I'm like, fuck, the movie's about to start and I need popcorn and another goddamn drink. Yeah, so then true, he the first match, which was which was Christian in a singlet. So I guess you could stand I, in line for that one. I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Funaki. There's no monitors back then. That's man, true. So if you miss Funaki, why even bother? You should just leave. Yeah. Um, Rikishi's in the world in Times Square because it's not yes. WWE New York. It's the world. And he's talking about the Hell in a Cell. I skipped it because I don't need to hear Rikishi talk. Yeah, this is cool Rikishi, though. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, not, he's, cool. he's, he's not, not too cool. But he's not. See, here's the thing. I I don't think you can ever take a man in a thong who uses his ass as a weapon seriously. So, well, you could have if you had stopped the thong, put him in some pants again. Yeah. Like, like if for that run, if they had just like taken him out of the thong, it would have worked. But I don't think it was ever supposed to work. They were like, well, that's what's over, pal, is his ass. Well, no. His ass. So that happened. I don't care. And then we at least get to go back to uh, good stuff. Yes, um, it's a long uh, segment, but uh, you know, once that's over, we get a good match because, um, yes. like, the segment's okay. But remember, we're doing this Tracy thing, and they actually don't use it in the segment. It's like they no. already know it's bad. Yeah, they're like, just we just we yeah. So it we got Brock Lesnar defending against the Undertaker in what could only be described as a deeply personal grudge match of death. Yes, I think this might be their best match. I think They've so, too. So matches, here's but... the thing. The match was good, but I feel like the only reason I... So I'll, I'll go ahead and give tell you now. I gave this another 10 out of 10. There's another 10 out of 10 match, in my opinion. Okay. But if Taker did not bleed in the fashion and amount he bled, I don't know that it would have been as impactful. Yeah, for like, sure. So... So I guess we can just run through it. Um, Taker's in a cast because Brock Lesnar broke his hand with a what they said a helium tank or something. They're very specific. Yeah. yeah. And um, so Taker's wearing a cast, but it's weird because it's not. Uh, you can tell it's not actually a cast because it's soft, and we find out why later. Because spoiler alert, it gets ripped off. Who would ever ever assume that? But yeah, yeah, it's not an actual cast, so it's kind of weird. Um, and then. Early on in this match, Lesnar starts bleeding. So, like, almost immediately, like, Taker's, yeah. Taker's on offense for probably the first 20 minutes of this half-hour match, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Just beating the shit out of him. Um, Lesnar's fucking Heyman. throwing... the shit out of Heyman for a bit. Yeah, no. So, it's Fantastic. weird. So, yeah, Lesnar bleeds from a cast shot. Um, at that point, it says, oh, yeah, Taker's in the cast. You didn't know that. Um, but then, so Taker goes to the... T- Taker does his, uh, his leg drop spot on the apron, right? And then he climbs to the top rope and it's it. So they do this a couple times because they're both tall enough that they can reach the top of the cage from the top yeah. rope. So there's a bunch of unique spots that happen. 
Uh, but this one's weird because Taker has Brock Lesnar in the same position on the apron. And at this point, I'm thinking there's no fucking way he's going to drop a leg from there. He'll die. And I feel like Undertaker intended to do that. Like he went into the match going, I can do that. And then I think he got up there and then he went, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because he kind of does like a, they call it a knee and they don't replay the spot, which is very weird. And, you know, when there's a big spot in wrestling, they almost always replay it, even if it's shit. Right. So I think it was such a big fuck up. Vince is in the back going, don't fucking show that. Don't, don't, yeah. don't fucking show that. Because, yeah, I think Taker meant to go for a leg drop from that. But I think he just kind of like, you know, uh, high spots don't work for me, brother. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so he kind of like tried to do something. And it looked like shit. So that was a little janky, but nothing as dumb as the earlier fucking shit we saw. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Taker's uh, Taker then busts Heyman open through the cage. He just big boots in his tie. Yeah. Too. Yeah. He grabs his tie and just keeps smashing. Yeah. Cause so as, as Taker's beating the fuck out of Brock inside, um, Heyman has stuck his arm as far in as he can through one of the holes and is just like slapping at him. And so Taker big boots him. Heyman bleeds and he he does it's a pretty good blade job i'll give him that he oh, yeah. didn't he didn't puss out we know it's him because he's on the outside they can't help him so yep and then uh yep and then he he gets back up taker grabs his tie they do some hijinks you know he throws pretty... lesnar into him which knocks him back into the table yep. in the yeah no Heyman's fucking taking some punishment in this match considering he's, he's not screaming. even in the fucking cell no Fuck! He's doing oh all that shit again. Yeah. So, so. Um, yeah. So Heyman's busted open. So this part, at this point, Brock takes over, and um, Heyman gives Brock his belt, and they kind of hang, like stick it through and hang Taker up by the belt by the hand. And um, Paul Heyman's being very dramatic. He's literally, "You are going to die now." <laughs> like, Jesus, Paul. Okay, calm down. Holy shit! I don't know that you can just yell. <laughs> About eight times, it's you're going to die now. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can threaten people's <laughs> lives on a pay-per-view here. Um, yeah, so it's just... And then we have a bit of a spot. There's like a long segment. And I think this was kind of another... I don't think it was intended, but I think this added a lot to the match. So Brock tries to take the cast off the taker. And I think they expected it to just kind of slip off his hand. Does not. It is firmly stuck to his hand. And so Brock yeah. spends about a minute ripping at it, yanking. Luckily, he doesn't just do it. They kind of like intersperse stuff. Lesnar tries yeah. to fucking bite it. And I again, <laughs> I don't think this was intended, but it may it really added to the, you know, to the story of the match of he's right. trying to get it off. Taker keeps barely fighting him off. Finally, he gets it off. Seeing and I think it was funnier that they're like, oh, he's finally lost that weapon. No protection. I was like, he doesn't even have a glove. How's he going to throw a punch? Yeah. Taker can't fake punch that's why he has big thick gloves to just nail people yep <laughs> although i feel like lesnar would be just like i yeah, just punched me i don't give a shit oh yeah yeah um, um super cool spot here uh taker lesnar just like th so lesnar's a fucking monster he's just he can literally throw taker around at will and yeah he fucking he just grabs him and just throws him on the top rope so taker sits there and does this cool spot where he like hangs off the cage and just does like driving kicks to taker yeah, and then they're they, definitely like over exaggerating his weight at the time, but yes. not his strength. Like he's not no. 295 pounds here. No fucking chance. But no. he's he's he, stronger. Yeah. He's stronger here than like post diverticulitis. And nowadays oh, he's just he's not as roided like he's definitely on supplements of, yeah. of different different kinds these days than back then. Yeah. Um, and uh, so 
that goes into an almost superplex spot. I'm glad they didn't do it. They just he just kicked him off because they couldn't have because Taker's feet would have hit the top and he would have been dropped on his head. Yes. So I'm glad they didn't. But we did get another weird thing. Taker did an elbow drop kind of from the top rope. Yeah. Super weird because Taker's I've I know Taker does elbow drops occasionally in the ring that he almost never hits. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, he, he did like the, the old school, but because he can hold on to the top of the cage, he's like, ah, fuck it. He goes over. I mean, to be fair, he's basically jumping off the middle rope because the, there's a lot of sag because he's a you know, 300 fucking 20 pound 610 dude. Yep. But yeah, I've never seen a, a like a top rope elbow from Taker. So no. that was cool. And Taker yeah, was, is uh... now a fucking he's selling everything really like he's in sell like last like last week we saw him. He's like he's walking around like in a daze because Lesnar's beating the shit out of him. Um, and then he did his dive. Yeah, we, he did the suicide dive into Lesnar. And now, uh, by the way, continuity error. We just heard that those stairs are at least 150 pounds. Uh, this week they're only 50 pounds. So, yeah. uh, but here's where well, it's I, been five I, years. So they shaved 100 pounds off of them. It's true. Technology yeah. is a great. They had thing. to lighten them up for the motorcycle. He doesn't bring anymore. Yeah. So uh, right here is where something goes crazy and I've gone back and forth with myself and I'm pretty sure this was accidental hard way blood. Um, so taker gets the stairs thrown at him and then starts bleeding. Now I, he goes down as though he's going to blade and I think he intended to blade, but I think the stairs actually caught him because when you get like a look at him, there's not like a blade mark. There's a big gash hole where it looks like something fucking stabbed him in the head. And I don't think a razor blade is going to do that. So I think the edge of the stairs caught him in the temple. Yeah. And he, instead of blading, he just went, Oh, okay. Yeah. Or he might've, uh, he might've bladed the other side a little bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Cause he was bleeding over there too. So it's possible he bladed and didn't like, maybe he just went down, didn't realize he was already fucking gashed and then did it again. Yeah. Um, if I, if I, so that's my decision. If I ever got to talk to taker, that's my question. Did you yeah. was that was that hard way? Was that an accident? Because I'm pretty sure it is. I didn't. The replay's not good enough to tell if it does catch him with a corner. Yeah. But like just looking at his head after th- there's a giant like a piece of metal hit him and just like moved skin. Yeah. And uh, this might be the most blood ever bled in a WWE ring during a match like Eddie's was bad, but Eddie's, I think, was like right at the end of the match. Right. That was pretty yeah. close to the end. Yep. Oh, well, I don't know. Eddie's might have been equally as bad, but he, he is bleeding for probably 10, 15 minutes still yeah. like heavily. It's it's fucking crazy, but it makes the match so much better. Like, it's so good. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like if, if he had, if it had been like a normal blade and it like Lesnar's has already well, Lesnar's actually does pick up a couple times throughout the match again. But yeah. like if, if takers had stopped bleeding like after a couple minutes and it was just residual, I feel like this wouldn't have been as crazy. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, like it's it starts like to puddle. So yeah, no, it, you, it, yeah, you get yeah. puddles. You get we get that cool. There's blood on my camera. Oh, shit, you know. Again, we get one of yeah. those moments. Um, and Taker at this point is just I don't know if he's actually selling or if he's actually woozy. I think it's both because yeah. he's lost a lot of blood very quickly after oh, wrestling yeah, for, for sure. twenty minutes. So like y- you can tell he's kind of out of it. He still does everything, uh, but yeah, I think that was hard way blood and it made it better. Also, if there's no DQ, why is there a rope break? 
why why do why 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 do we do these things all the time and starting to get like on my well i guess like uh mania 15 like austin rock was an odq match and they both like simultaneously rope breaked and like well and also we found out that this isn't just an odq it's also a false count anywhere apparently because taker tries to pin him outside earlier and i'm like that's bullshit and then cole it's like well in case you didn't know folks uh false count anywhere in this type of match Uh, thank you thank you cole I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, it's a cool series to finish the match off. So Taker hits a choke slam. Um, he hits the tombstone, but Lesnar gets his hand on the rope to, or uh, hits the last ride. I'm sorry. Um, Lesnar gets his hand on the rope and then Taker gets him up for the tombstone. Lesnar does that backy flip thing where he reverses it. And I then went, Oh God, please don't tombstone the undertaker. You'll kill him. Yeah. Um, because Taker's head was not, going to be protected uh but instead he fucking like just flings taker like two feet into the air gets him in the f5 and f5s him for the win I'm fucking yep. insane how strong this dude is and oh, it's yeah, fucking terrifying sure. like i understand why now like just watching this match like so many wrestlers are like who's the craziest person you've worked with brock because he actually could kill you if he wanted to yep like it, in a heartbeat you would be dead he would just throw you onto your head yeah, I think Taz said something stupid in this match. Like, I want to Lesnar have one of these built for himself on a farm. I've never wrestled in a cell match before. Only a regular cage match, Cole. I fucking love that. You go to fucking zoom out to Brock's house and he's wrestling with one of those Goldberg wrestling dummies. <laughs> fucking hell in a cell on his farm. <laughs> well, what, what well, fucking Heyman's, Heyman's on the outside. Heyman's on the outside. Get it, Brock! <laughs> kill him! We're going to kill you! <laughs> they said that it weighs nine tons. I don't believe it weighs eighteen thousand pounds. I don't think they can no, afford to it's ship just, it it's anywhere. Most, it's mostly just chain link, and then yeah. it's not. It's not. It's just tubing. It's a yeah. lot of tubes and chain link. It's not yeah. like yes, it's gonna it's gonna be fairly pounds? heavy, but it's not. Yeah, it's not more than several elephants. Nine tons. I was like, could could that? <laughs> how many trucks do they need? Now, see the elimination <laughs> chamber. I could believe that because that's monstrous yeah but well, especially the original one that was like pure steel yeah pure steel and it, like there was no given anything everyone that wrestled in the Chains match was like instead of any mesh or any yeah grading. everyone that wrestled in it like was like yeah that that broke all of our backs like three times that took years off of everyone's career everyone that, that had to take a bump time. outside the Which, ring that's coming up for us that's survivor series i believe the first chamber uh yeah that's i think next month right yeah we're yeah. pretty much there oh, yeah um, so yeah, you said you gave this ten out of ten. 10, out of 10 uh, yeah. I I would definitely put it up there with my perfect matches of the year. This was pretty good. I liked it even better than the Sean match, and I thought that was a great sell match too. I don't know if I liked it more. It's tough. Like I said, I think if this if Taker hadn't have been bleeding so much, it would have been a, probably a nine and a half for me. But I feel like the blood yeah. just put it over, and that's you know I don't know. Well, for me, I liked the the story of this match better because we're putting over Lesnar here. True. Uh, Obviously, the story of Kane's debut is cool, but as far as like that actual match goes, right. we've seen Undertaker beat the shit out of Mankind. Yeah. We've seen Undertaker yeah. beat the shit out of Sean. It just felt like another one of those. This felt more dynamic, and right. I love Heyman screaming like yes. it's just fantastic. No, like and throughout the yeah, throughout the beginning, so Taker was definitely on doing the same thing, and then it kind of was a story of hey, Brock finally. You know, this is to be one fair, of those forgotten cell matches. That no, it I is. Think and it's crazy good. because I feel like this, you could look at this and say, like, this is kind of, I don't know. This is like where Lesnar, 
I mean, he's already, you know, he beat The Rock, but I, it wasn't really like a great He beat match. Rock, he beat Hogan, but this is what put him over. This, like, yeah, this really is like the big match of like, he just beat Taker in the cell. This would have been the Austin match. Yes. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, well, and, and not the King of the Ring qualifier. I mean, like the match that Austin wanted to have, the money yes. match. Um, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, like the, the in, in terms of the impact it had on his career, not saying that Austin Lesnar would have had a good sell match no. either, because that's not. Austin's no, but yeah, no, it is different dynamic for sure. Like this one, Taker sells his ass off for the second half, like in yeah. the other ones, even the first half when Lesnar's hitting his hand. Like, I mean, this is a different Undertaker. He's a human. He's yes. Mark. Yes. So he's Mark. yelling every time he gets hit in the cast yes. that he just got the, the heroin shot in. And yes. All that. Which so apparently the heroin didn't do a good job. At all. Not not yet. So, he's yeah, too yeah. high to ride his motorcycle to the ring, true. but but he's but he can't really punch. Yeah, but uh, so it is cool. We also get a pretty cool visual going off air. Uh, Brock just I don't know if it was planned or what, but Brock uh, just scales the cell real quick. Yeah, like a cat. Sure. He's just up there instantly like boom, 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 like there's dunk. nothing on them. That's how that's what I thought was weird about this match is I was like, I remember Lesnar being holding the belt after the match, but they didn't fight up there. It's just Brock's no, just like, which is okay, another unique pose. thing. Another unique thing about this cell match is they didn't go outside the cell they didn't yeah, go on it, the cell it's a classic cage match for the whole match yeah so this is exactly what the hell in cell was supposed to be this was the intent yeah. is nobody gets out of it or in mm -hmm. it <laughs> yep but i do love the the vision going off air of taker looking up bleeding because taker's not completely unconscious like he's coming to and he's realizing what's happened and he's yeah, looking he's, above him at brock lesnar who is like the, the new king of the mountain and it's yeah, exactly it's that's fantastic no, this was this um, was as perfect of a match as you're gonna get. Yeah, it's as good of a fucking B B show pay per view in 2002 you're gonna get. Yeah, for sure. Like there's there's a there's always a couple good matches. Oh no, so I, honestly, like, this uh, so I I I gave this one an overall of eight out of ten, like for yeah. the show. Yeah, because um, like the, the only things that were detractions were the, both the women's matches and the Triple H. Like if the Triple H Kane match had been either passable or they'd been. Just I know we already have this bloody war here, but I don't know. Let them hit each other with some weapons besides a sledge or something. If that match hadn't have been garbage, this could have been a nine star just like like show of the year contender, in my opinion, because everything else was solid. None of the matches were bad. Um, the tag match was technically a masterpiece. This one's you know brutal. So you kind of have a little of everything. But yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten overall. I thought it was a really strong show. And I'd have to go back and look at the overall rankings at some point, but I feel like this is probably one of my favorite shows we've watched from 2002 overall. Yeah. I mean, like other than the fact that this is the Kane Katie Vick thing, which is like the, the probably the low point of the show because yeah. you can't really blame the women's matches for being. Oh low no. If, if I had to pick worst show match of the night, I would say triple H Kane. Cause at least the other two, I'm not expecting anything. So I'm not hugely disappointed. Exactly. Triple H Kane, I expected to at least be decent. <laughs> well, it's funny that Meltzer wrote in his weekly review, because we're so out of touch with our audience, we actually thought because we laughed like crazy at portraying an act of necrophilia that our audience would also. I don't think because anyone... in 1999, we infuriated the general public, cast ourselves as standing up for the First Amendment. It led to our greatest success period ever, but times have changed and we haven't with no new ideas. We needed something to get the media after us so we could create some artificial enemies and rally our audience behind us. 
What we didn't expect is that the mainstream media didn't care about a slowly dying television product that is a month removed from pulling out of a much publicized gay wedding and that our audience, which stood behind us no matter where we were three years ago, would be the ones booing us, changing channels and complaining to our network. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, what did, so what did he this show what did, what is he, good because what, of the matches what did he think of the cell by the way what did he give that oh he gave that four out of five stars you not um, even four and a half so he like he said that wasn't as good as the tag huh okay yeah i mean he i guess he really liked the tag um he basically didn't he gave it a blow for blow like rundown but he didn't really have much commentary on it that's other so than, weird like, like i feel like that's the match you should be you know having all of the i don't know that's odd yeah, no, he's a weird writer sometimes. He's an interesting journalist. Sometimes he just tells you how he feels about things, and other times he uh he he called it Lesnar's best career match uh in in like his rundown of the week. But I mean I if honestly if we look back now, is that Brock's that might still be his best match ever. Yeah, I mean like in terms of story, I do love the comeback match against Cena because that's the first time we did Suplex City. Right, but and he, we've yeah. seen it a million times since yeah, then. Yeah, no, that was special cuz at that point we'd never seen Cena just dominated. Yeah, and we hadn't seen Brock since, since the last then. Cena. Since the yeah. last Cena thing when they should have put Cena they should have put Brock over then. Having Cena beat Brock then, I still think didn't make sense, but No. But yeah, um in terms of the uh, readers, uh, 243 readers of the Observer for a total of 79.9% gave it a thumbs up. I still, how do you not give it a thumbs up? Uh, 9.5, 29 people gave it a thumbs down. 32 it just, people. It's just Jim Cornette sending in multiple. He just has a bunch of accounts. Honestly, like, Cornette probably gave this a thumbs up. He loves a good fucking cage match with some blood and some violence, true. and That's he loves true. a technical match. It's true. So. Um, the best match poll, 283 readers voted the tag match. 13 readers re- voted the cell match. Uh, I'm sorry, that's backwards. It should have been the opposite. Worst match poll, uh, 168 readers voted Wilson Marie, which you would expect. Uh, yeah. 38 readers voted Stratus Victoria. 35 readers voted Kane Triple H. So I, I, Kane I, Triple H and Trish and Victoria are almost tied among the people who didn't just flat out shit all over the Don Marie toy. Yeah, well here and here's the thing about that. One of those matches went five minutes. One went sixteen. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the readers of the Observer are still gonna be like, fuck the women's match and especially the five minute one. That's not for the title. So I don't Um, know. I'm a little different. I think the match of the night was the Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah. But the whole show overall, like this is one of those rare shows where I could tell you just watch it from beginning to end. It'll be fine. You don't have to skip Who knew, Tony, that within one month, basically, we had the Billy and Chuck wedding, HLA, and Katie Vick, and The Undertaker in a fucking scandal. Like, all in a month. And Tori Wilson's dad banging Don. Oh, yeah, all in a month. All in a month. Yep. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> what a wild time. And if we time. go back, what, three months, then we also have Tori Wilson as a geisha, right? With yep. with Tajiri. Yep. And and yeah, no, yeah, this just, is a yeah, it's, it's just back to back to back. Yep. Um and we don't stop. Like don't no. they didn't learn shit. Snitsky no. kicks a baby in like a year and a half. Yeah, that happens. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. No. Well, I mean it's not his fault. Yeah, it's fine. Um <laughs> three stars. So number three was tough because I wanted to give it to the number one announcer, but oh yeah, yeah. I gave it to Heyman. Because you know, <laughs> he bladed and he screamed, "I'm you're going to die now on a pay per view." That's 
you gotta get you get a star for that just by default. Oh yeah. Um, know, and then uh, two, I gave to Brock, even though he won. I gave the first to take it because uh, you know the, the bleeding, the bleeding yeah. thing. You, you you get it if you bleed that much, you get the top star. You just do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a very good show, and we've had. So I guess the la- bad blood wasn't a good. Sh- I get well, I guess it was a good show, but only because of the main event. Yeah, there, there was no other redeeming factor. Both of these are half hour long cell matches, which yes. makes it okay to be almost one match yes. shows. Or yeah, one luckily, match this shows. one was a two match show, and then the undercard was decent enough because I'm not, ne- you know, I'm never going to complain if I get to see Noble and Tajiri. They're not going to have a bad match. Yeah, exactly. RVD, Flair, since Flair got to work heel, that was fine. Christian, yep. Jericho, Booker T, Goldust, that's, you know, that's going to be a fine enough match. It's not going to be. I forgot about that RVD shirt with the dragon on it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like the dragon looks all baked. And he's doing the <laughs> yeah. <thumbs> thing. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, RVD. I like RVD. Rob Van. Rob Van Flair. They should have done that in fucking TNA. He should have been Rob Van Flair for a while. That would have been great. Uh, he should have been in Fortune wearing his coat glasses that he wears everywhere now. Oh, he does. Everyone do in Fortune had coat glasses. All right. Well, that is Everyone. that is no mercy. Two thousand two. Uh, yep. Reviewed. You ready to go back to the UK? God, we, we do. We've been, for again. I think I said this last week, but for them saying we they almost never go to the UK, they go to the UK a fucking lot because we've seen a lot of fucking UK <laughs> stuff, yeah. man. And we're only watching two years. Yeah, at so least like, two and years. One, and one and a diff one different year. Our very first show was from nineteen ninety two or whatever year that was ninety one. Yeah, whatever. At but, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. But, so um, so we're going to to the UK where it's probably going to be. I'm not going to say a bad show, but not a good show if you know history serves. Yeah, probably not. And uh, then we have to watch Jericho almost die. Yes, our special guest WCW correspondent Matt Scott will be joining us for a watch along of Halloween Havoc 97. So are we watching along the whole pay-per-view then? Yeah, uh, it's got a really good card. You got Ray and Eddie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Purple yeah. Ray. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just. Uh, oh, no, I'm down. That'll be cool for sure. Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, 1997 events that you could watch. Uh, it's up there because you have um, Piper and Hogan in the cage. Right. You have uh, Savage versus DDP in the uh, the sudden death, the Las Vegas sudden death match. Uh, you got Luger and Hall. Um, you got Hennig and Flair. You got Disco having to put over Jackie after leaving the company for not wanting to put over Jackie. Mm-hmm. And nobody likes Disco Inferno, so to see him have to put over Jackie's great. Yeah. Um, we get a yeah. You get you get um Yuji Nagata versus Ultimo Dragon in your opener. Like it's it's gonna be a pretty hard hitting event. So that'll be a fun one. Um and that's coming up in two weeks, three weeks from this, no, two weeks from this show. Like as you're hearing this, it'll be two weeks from now. Because next week we're gonna be going back to the UK and the week after that. Yep. It's going to UK, then WCW, then back to ninety seven Survivor series, and we all know what happens there. So that'll be that'll be something. That, yeah, we get to do the screw job. And yeah, Foley uh, Flair TNA to see the match that shouldn't have happened and see how bad <laughs> it actually is. Because I've never, have you seen that full match? No. Um, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of TNA that I didn't watch because nobody was buying those papers. Yeah. And then um, I do see, we're, you know, Survivor Series, we're going back. So are we watching the entirety of that Bound for Glory or is that just the, are we just doing a watch along of the Storm Rude match? So um, that 
is yet to be determined. Okay. Um, I might even put a poll up somewhere or okay. ask around because um, yeah, I'll... I did have um, our good friend Zach with us. Uh, uh, you've met Zach O'Mara before. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, was with me at that event, so he might want to guest with us and watch it again. That okay, is that cool. is in terms of very bloody matches, that street yeah. fight, they the amount of blood James Storm bleeds in that street fight probably doubles what Undertaker bled in this cell yeah. match. It is. Well, yeah, because I, I was just because I was just looking at the, the overall card and like not, nothing really jumps out super crazy. No, um, unfortunately, it's when Jeff Hardy defeats Austin Aries for the world title and kind of ends his run. Um, it's, uh, it's when aces and eights reveals that the, the real mastermind is Devon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was kind of an underwhelming show, but in terms of like, it was, it was exciting to be there. No, I'm not oh, sure. The okay. angle and I got to see RVD. Well, I, see, and yeah, I, I think when I, I think when I made this whole list, I just, I just wrote that. So I, I adjusted it. So we're clear. It's just storm and rude. We're not watching the whole card. Yeah. So yeah, that'll a, be, a, which is fine really with me, because instead of watching, you know, a three hour show, we can do a watch along of an 18 minute match. That's fine with me. Exactly. And it's a really good match. Yeah. I mean, so like, and then we're into, the, yeah, there then we're into the last month. We got to watch the last in your house. I believe that's right. DX is the last in your house pay-per-view. Uh, yes. Yep. Um, I did. Generation X will be the last in your house. Yeah. Orton Foley. In... That'll be a good one. Armageddon. I don't know. Um, we have another suggestion of a show that I don't remember what it was. I have to look it up, but it was from 93. The card looked pretty WCW. decent. The card looked yeah. pretty decent. So not upset about that. And then capping the year off, we're just going to do a watch along of all of the Firefly fun house, fun houses. I will get them all. Cause I believe they're all up on YouTube and um, okay. I believe I already have the link set so we can just pass the link out and just tell everyone hit play with us and we can run on through them. Or we can just do each video individually, too. We'll see, because I don't know how many there are, but I think that I don't know. Let me click my link here. Well, you know, it's about it's about a third. It's a oh, it's actually it looks like they already spliced them all together. Oh, cool. So it's like a playlist or yeah, it's actually well, no, it's yeah, it's actually WWE video and it's just every Firefly Flunhouse Firefly. Fuck that word. Every Bray Wyatt (laughs) thing. Uh Every Bray Wyatt promo where he looks like Mr. Rogers. Yes, um, just in one supercut. So it's not no. even individual like plate like videos in a playlist. They just cut them all together, and it's an official WWE one. So, all yeah. right. So yeah, well, it'll be really good. it'll be really easy to watch along with because <clears throat> we will tell you we're at zero zero, and we will say play, and then we will watch it for thirty minutes and twenty two seconds. <laughs> with that said, it looks like we uh, since we have to make a trip across the pond. Ugh. They better get out of here. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I mean, we get to see a Paul Heyman compete in a match next week. Did you know that? It's a handicap match. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman defeat Edge. A rebellion? Yeah, rebellion. That's a... We so... might have a highlight of our week next week. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Hold on, wait. This is 02. Hold on. I need to look at that card real quick. You just scared me. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Oh God! Yeah, this isn't going to be one Funaki of those. Funaki competes. Uh, there's oh. a triple threat match between Jamie Noble, Rey Mysterio, and Tajiri that that looks promising. Maybe Kidman and Wilson beat Cena and Don Marie. <laughs> what? He Reverend Devon and Ron Simmons defeated Chuck Palumbo and the Big Valboski. So, well, so so Billy and Chuck are then, or I guess, no longer. Rikishi defeated Albert. 
in a kiss, kiss my what? ass match. Why? Why are all of these matches exact? Look at that. Fifteen minutes, five minutes, thirteen minutes, three minutes, five minutes, two minutes, fifteen <laughs> seconds, twenty minutes. They were on oh, a fucking God. time. They're like, we go exactly twenty minutes and we get the fuck out of here. Yep. God, that's crazy. So yeah, that'll be a fun, weird event. I yeah, think. that'll be so. I mean, I think Benoit <laughs> Angle and Los Guerreros match of the night. Just looking at this, there's no way it's not right. It has to be. I mean, maybe it could also be that that, that triple, triple threat. threat. Yeah, that one could be good too. I mean, or the kiss my ass match, man. Albert, you know, man. What? I, you know it's probably going to be Kidman, Cena, Wilson, Don. That's going to be a ah, technical match. You're right, because John John Cena and Don Marie. Everyone knows the mixed tag team. Cena Marie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. All right. We're uh, we're gonna get out of here. Fight it easy. Yes. Bye.